we're gonna go put our in some socks. All right, Thanks for that's listening. Enough of that. no, that'll be bleeped or deleted. I'm gonna go eat some um, shrimp tacos. What I'm gonna do? <laughs>
tasteability like a 30. There you go. That's nice. Need up. Okay, you got anything? Uh, I do have something, and I I think I can best describe it as something because I reached into the fridge and noticed that one beer didn't have a label on it. It's something from Saranac, uh, and based on the fact that it doesn't have a label and it's been sitting in the fridge for who knows how long, I can't imagine it's anything good. I have more questions. The... Yeah. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> the top does not give any indication. It just says Saranac family well, brewing. It looks like it's, it's, it's like off. off. <laughs> I did open it. Yes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I thought someone just now. Like, had taken the beer, tried to open it, and like kind of did, but not fully. <laughs> yeah. No. Right. It's hey, this is just like a an unlabeled beer with that has already been cracked sitting yeah. in the fridge for <laughs> that an is just straight up amount like of time. A... Like, yeah, you might as well do that. I Look, guess. if any, if that is any an assassination to do it on. Now's now's the one. So, That's an assassination sorry. attempt. Of today. So yeah, we're gonna just give this a go here. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, bite the bullet! Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. It is a uh, like a very dark, heavy porter of some sort. The only porter we like on this show is our buddy Matty Ports, because that beer is pretty disgusting. Um, personally, for me, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there are people who would like this, but personally, I'm just not a fan of, like, dark, heavy beers like that. I mean, I like a porter. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I'll send it your way. It's already been open for who knows how long by the time it gets to San yeah. Diego. It's fine. <laughs> not getting any worse. But, uh, oh, yeah, drinkability for me. I mean, I'm going to go... Oh God, yeah, like a three. Tasteability slightly higher than white pumpkin ale. <laughs> Basically, like a thirty-five. Um, but that's a very bad thirty-five. I hope someone out there figures out what this beer is and and enjoys it more than I do. But um, that's that's pretty yeah, bad. Lindsay, get on that for us. I'm gonna have to go to reinforcements there. But it's fitting for um, what I was gonna propose. As our next podcast, since we're we're wrapping up Bruins and Bruins, this one's just going to be called Sad Bruins and Bruins, and it's just like the the podcast that you're listening to before, except this time we're sad. So, so I I just discovered something. Well, one, uh, the Saranac caramel Saranac caramel porter uh, is is caramel. a beer. Um, so that that probably isn't it. They also have the Five thousand fifty nine feet porter, um, an English porter style beer, uh, brewed by Matt Brewing Company. So technically, it's a Matt Porter. Matt Porter, there you go. (laughs) This tastes kind of (laughs) English. Not good. Not good. Drew, what you got over there, buddy? Um, so I got myself. Uh, well, actually, my dad got this for me when I went down for uh, Game 7. Um, it's an inclusion dry hopped pale ale crafted, it says, crafted in a dedicated gluten-free brewery. Um, it's uh, They're out of Portland, Oregon. Um, Groundbreaker Brewing uh, Company. It's weird that they don't say that on the front of the can. You have to kind of scroll get there but uh yeah i have i have had stuff from actually this this brewery before 
Wow, I can't open my can now. There we go. Um, so for a pale ale that is gluten free, it is pretty good. Um, the gluten free beers I've had, like like the pale ales and the IPAs and stuff, like aren't like especially mimicked well. There are some like lagers and stuff. The lagers I've had for gluten free beers are able to kind of mimic that a lot better. Um. So compared to like your average, you know, pale ale that isn't gluten free, um, you know, drinkability maybe, uh, maybe a twenty, and tasteability, tasteability is still up there. It just tastes like a lot sweeter than uh, your average pale ale. So, um, but it, it, yeah, the, the tasteability is going to be a, a thirty six. I'll say. Um. There's uh someone hit the stop cam button because he has disappeared. <laughs> All good to carry on. Yeah, this is very. I, I will say, this is very like citrusy for uh for pale ale. It's dry hopped. I'm supposed to keep it cold. I did leave it out for a day. Oh god! Grab something to rest my taste buds. <laughs> Wait, did you say you left out a beer for a day? Was so it not I, I, I not like opened, but I got it from back in Massachusetts and I left it on the kitchen table for a day. Oh, that's so it's just before warm. putting in the fridge. Yeah, so it went from cold to warm. Oh, okay. To cold. It's like not great, but I don't think like one day in the living that's room. That's like gonna gonna like be an issue. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, good. Um. Anyway, we are the brews. Which we just covered and Bruins podcast, so we should get into that. Uh, the Boston Bruins game seven out first round, sixty five wins, injuries. Um, hey, let's get wins, into baby. any sixty eight uh, wins. Sixty eight wins. Um, this season. Yeah, I mean. I don't really know where to go with this. I haven't like verbally processed this yet. I've like texted a little bit about it and I've thought about it a lot, but I have not vocalized my this, feelings. This will help, I think. This, yeah, yes. I think we just need to process some stuff. But I don't know where are you guys on the uh, you know, the grieving spectrum. I'm I'm getting there. Um there's like I the think... five steps, right? Yeah. Uh I'm I, I've accepted it. I think uh, there, there was, I went through a really quick uh, grieving period. Uh, I think it went out of order too. Um, Cause I, I had the denial period after I turned off the TV and then walked away and then went to check Twitter to make sure that they didn't do like a review to overturn the goal. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was, that was my denial period. Uh, I'm, I'm in acceptance. Uh, with a little bit of optimism going toward next year. I mean, especially some of the stuff that our boys in in the uh, the Bruins beat kind of got out of those players at the uh, exit interview times. Uh, you know, hearing that Krejci and Bergeron didn't immediately roll out coming back. I, I, I know that they weren't going to do that, but like watching Bergeron wave to the crowd, uh, 
at the end of that game, it just like gave me the worst uh oh feelings. We're like, come on, man, you got so much more. I, I don't know how much more he has to give, but like this this guy was still great this year. Um I don't know. It's 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 not the same feeling as I had in 2019 because that was just like, oh, so close. Like they played well in the first period and got fucked over a little bit in the second period and really just didn't play well in the third period in game seven of the Stanley Cup final. And that's just like insane heartbreak. But I am now over that. Um, so the having having been hurt that badly before uh, gets me to this point where, you know, if if they played that poorly for, well, I guess they didn't really play poorly. There's some retroactive, uh, you know, may, maybe applying some different colored glasses to how the Bruins actually played in some of those games. But I, I think defensively at least, or like in the breakouts or whatever, like just a lot of really nervous, tentative play, not necessarily indicative of a team that was, you know, going to last long in this playoffs regardless. And um, so I've kind of come to terms with that, that, you know, if it wasn't going to happen this series, uh, you know, there's still a strong likelihood that they wouldn't have advanced past any of the further series. And yeah, losing in round one kind of like puts a stain on the regular season a little bit, but I don't know. I still had fun. Still had a fun time, boys. Yeah. I think like a lot of people, I don't know. Some people are dancing around it. Some people I've seen have addressed it straight up, but like, I think the thing is now is like, was this regular season a wash? Like as far as, and I, I honestly am of the mindset that like, no, like that was the most fun regular season I've ever had watching a Bruins team. And, you know, obviously looking back right now, it's going to be like a, a sour ending to that. And like, it's always going to come with a little bit of a sting. Like, Oh, that team was so good. Think about what could have, could have been, but um, I don't know. You know what I mean? We still have me and Drew still got chirped at by a fucking Leafs fan and then chugged a bunch of beers and they talked one with whatever a minute left to go. And like, we still had all those good times. We still had a, a hell of a season podcasting and stuff. So, um, you know, I think it's disappointing, but I don't think like, you know, I, I said it going in. The only reason we never speak of this again is if we lose to Toronto. So maybe this was the less <laughs> the lesser of the two evils here. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm with Chris. Like, I think Monday I was gutted. That was tough. I had a you know a bit of a an identity crisis as a sports fan of just like the you know like oh man, if a team that good can lose that quickly because that's just how it is. Then it's hockey. You know why do we do this? But then I also was like, you know what? This is like a weird. Like, I really have a little bit of hope from this because, like, the scary thing is, is that, like, you know, obviously this is the team for the Bruins, right? Everything, the stars were aligning for, you know, the deepest team I think they've had in probably a decade. Obviously, the regular season showed that. So it felt like it, this had to be the year, right? And part of that had to do, obviously, with Bergeron and Marcia, or with Bergeron and Krejci, their situation. Who knows what's going to happen there? But um, I, it's just further proof that, like, you do not need to be the best team in the NHL to win the Stanley Cup. And usually the best team in the NHL does not win the Stanley Cup because it's hockey. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, are the Bruins going to be weaker over the next few years? Probably. Are they still a playoff team? I think, you know, we'll see what happens. A lot of question marks this offseason. But I think there's a decent chance that they're a team that makes the playoffs next year. And then at that point, you know what I mean? Like, you look back and you say, hey, like, we had the best team 
the NHL has never seen the regular season last year. And we lost in seven games. So it, it really is just proof that you just got to get in and anything can happen. Um, I think, you know, took a little while to process that and come to that conclusion, but um, you know, it's just, it's the way it is. I, I saw like the, I think I sent it to you guys, but like the best tweet that I saw was somebody being like, Oh, like the NHL is great because like, you know, like the team that just set the record of the regular season loses in seven games and all the hardcore fans are just like, yeah, that'll happen to you. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much it, man. Like, it's just kind of the way she like, you know, sometimes you get speed bags. So um, really unfortunate timing. Also, like one of those things where it's like, you know, we talked about it all year, how like impressive the Bruins season has been, especially in the wake of how chaotic hockey is and how random it is. And it's like, that Pasternak shot, I think it was, that hit off the end of the tip end of the stick, like early in overtime. You know what I mean? Like that is a, a half an inch wide. Like that's not a skill. You know what I mean? That wasn't a skill save. It was a good shot that like guy in the right position. And that's a maybe a half an inch to either side. And this is a totally, you know what I mean? The Bruins are playing against the Leafs right now. So it's like you have to just acknowledge I mean, the fact that this Marsh is a game five on that break. Yeah, the breakaway with I mean, no time left, or Omar doesn't get no. You know what I mean? And, and obviously, and those are all like end of the third period. Uh, that one shot from the D zone with the empty net that yep. kind of went a couple of feet wide, you know? Yep. Just uh, things that I'm not, I'm definitely not thinking about anymore. Things that definitely I definitely not. I'm over it. I'm not even thinking about it. Although, but, I will say, in, in this whole thing, we did get. Uh, maybe the greatest Jack Edwards call of all time. Yes. Uh, oh! And the, the Jake DeBrus oh, goal. He that scared he the cat. Definitely <laughs> thought was going to, like, was, even though there was still like 10 minutes left in that game or whatever. And both teams were scoring at a rapid rate. Yeah. <laughs> it was like clearly Jack not Edwards the last goal. Definitely thought that that was <laughs> the game winning goal there. Absolutely. Uh, we'll always have that. Yeah. But um, no, but I mean, that's it, right? It's like, at some point, you just have to acknowledge that, like, that is, that's hockey and like you can be as good as you want in the regular season but the playoffs are always going to be like that it's going to be a completely different game um and sometimes a couple little bounces didn't go your way i think it was especially painful because going up 3-1 you felt so good and you felt like they had control and you had bergeron coming back or whatever crazy like it felt like things were going the right direction um i will note they started losing games as soon as i left new england there was the three straight that i watched in new york that they lost so maybe that has something to do with it yeah, um, fuck you yeah, sorry about that one, but um, but yeah, I mean that's what are you gonna do? You know, you give it a good go next year, but that's the way she goes. I've gotten yeah. back to the point where I can watch hockey again. I've been watching the Stanley Cup Finals or not Finals, I'm not but there. the playoffs. I'm oh, not no. there at all. Guess what? Uh, really exciting stuff happened to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Cad's dad was in town, um, and. After game six, uh, we watched game six together, and he has become a an Avs fan. Uh, so we watched game six of the uh, Avs Kraken series after. But I think the last thing I wanted to do in that situation is watch more hockey. Uh, and then after game seven, I think... Uh, I think I ended up watching a little bit more hockey. I don't know. I wasn't like trying to watch hockey, but it was just there. And I don't know. That night, like obviously, because I was sitting there the whole time during game seven and I was just like talking to, to Lauren and I was just like, oh, I would love nothing more than to be able to just like enjoy another game seven tonight 
as a hockey fan. And like, cause obviously I was not enjoying anything about that Bruins game. Like even when it looked like they were going to win, it's just a terrible experience as a fan of those teams, which is ironic because when you look back at like, Oh, 2011, what was so special about it? Like, oh, they got three game sevens. It was so exciting to watch. Like, no, it was fucking terrible to watch at the time. You forget about that. Um, but, you know, and then obviously what happened happened. And that night I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. But but the next day I think I got back or whatever. The next Tuesday was the game, right, for, for the first round. So, um, but part of that reason is because I was betting with DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, you say? <laughs> I just oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think we played for Chris to do the ad read. Are yeah, I was going to wait. Now? I was going to wait until Drew had talked, but you know what? <laughs> Fuck you, Drew. Yeah, <laughs> no, I it. just thought, you know, it was a good transition. So Drew can, <laughs> Drew can talk. Yeah. <laughs> Save my uh, live impression for yeah, after, the, tease, after the break. Speaking of getting back into watching hockey, uh, Bruins fans, hey. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs <laughs> with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets Now we instantly. finally get a hockey app. <laughs> Dude, we've been, doing, that, we've been doing hockey ads for uh, like You can get that couple between the now. legs 360 windmill dunk action as well. Um, oh, yeah, you can. With TPPN. The, the Boston Celtics... <laughs> the the team of the city right now are still in the playoffs and just absolutely destroyed absolutely destroyed the 76ers in game two after uh that's the thing i've come to learn is that uh the easiest way to beat the celtics is to take your best player out of the lineup because they will no longer care um download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and sign up with code thpn new customers can make a $5 $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visiting gam- visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY, H-O-P-E-N-Y, or text HOPE-NY. Four six seven three six nine in Kansas. Call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Twenty one plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources. Well, guys, let's face it. With coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations. Where are you getting coffee? Starbucks, probably. And this is in the Starbucks ad read disclaimer. And our bank accounts somehow always depleting. We are officially entering a dupe session. Dupe schmoop. Dupe schmoop. Most products do the same thing but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on is Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point. So you can listen to what you want when you want 
without breaking the bank and without feeling uh, sweat. Yeah, you don't need to sweat in your ears. Uh, Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech tech listening features you can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other guys um raycon knows that in this economy every purchase needs to be perfect they offer buy now pay later options right now you can pay as low as 18 dollars at checkout they have an easy and free return guarantee they offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks they offer a free domestic shipping and flat international shipping and all that they have over fifty thousand five-star reviews so um yeah yeah earbud tap functions noise isolation awareness mode the script is is long but you know just go to to buy raycon.com slash thpn today to get 15 percent off your raycon order that's buy raycon.com slash thpn to score 15 percent off by raycon.com slash thpn cam's got the bistlebros hat um so yeah i i was fortunate and unfortunate enough to be at the game um on whatever day it was like game seven it was sunday Sunday. yeah i don't know the days have all blended together since um what it was it's like haunting to think about like it's like weird like because it's like a grieving process and then like i mean it's like at the end of the day it's sports there's more important things in life that you grieve there's the relationships and there's like people's deaths and you know but it is like a similar like a but quicker and definitely not as serious but it's still just like once in a while I remember like it just like comes back to me like just the flashback of like being there when Florida scored an OT and when they scored with one minute left or 55 seconds or whatever it was. Um, them scoring with a minute left, everyone kind of looked at each other and was like, oh, no. And then when they scored at the end, I just remember like you could hear the Florida players and the few Florida fans there just like erupt the rest of the building was silent like it was it we ever it just sucked the whole air out of the building every no one knew what to say there was a solid like five seconds there that was like wow and then there are two kinds of people those who fled to the exits like my father and i kind of saying to ourselves the denial like did that actually just happen and then there are the people that stayed and you know watched the salute and everything i think everyone dealt with it in their own way ours was definitely like get me out of here i cannot just like sit here and witness florida celebrate right now before my eyes um and then you know there's there's all the optimism like uh, and we can talk a bit about more what we think like really went wrong and i think i want to talk about monty a little bit in his decision making but just the i do have you know, some optimism going forward. I'm not ready to get into all that, like who's going to resign and like, what are we looking at in terms of upcoming free agents and fitting the cap and all that. But just looking at who we have signed, we have McAvoy, we have Pasternak, we have Marshawn, uh, Lindholm, 
Uh, Olmark is signed long-term. Maybe think about with Swayman and figure something out there. Um, like, and there's a Zaka, you know, Taylor Hall, like the, you have players here that are, that are signed. There are players on this team. Like they're good players that are still going to be here. Even if Bergeron and crazy leave, like this is a team that is going to stay competitive. This team is definitely going to have a roster, but you're not going to see another season like this. Like the, the really just the, what really frustrates me most is just like, it never happens where I, I think it was like Cam said, the stars align. Like every player on that team either performed up to expectations or beyond that. Um, and that, that never happens where like basically everyone on the team comes together and has a stellar year. And that's what made it so special and how they were able to break these records and then just the to see the injuries happen right as they they go into the playoffs and knowing some of the decisions that could have been made or some of those difference makers like the Marshawn in game five and um, just the, the back and forth, back and forth in game six and giving up a goal late and uh, game seven, just it, it sticks with you, but it is definitely like the acceptance stage by now, but just once in a while, like just, I, I can picture it just Florida players erupting in celebration and just like looking at my dad and him looking at me and us being like, well, what the fuck just happened? Um, and then a little tear in my eye on the Uber drive home. Definitely a, a tear in my eye just kind of being like, wow, it's over. Cause I was looking, I think, I think maybe we were probably all pretty cocky. Like this is the best like team in the NHL right now. And like a first round exit against Florida. <laughs> Like, yeah, right. And then we're up 3 1. It's like, we're going to close this out. Um, it's just, uh, I was looking forward to a long, you know, postseason recording with you guys, just watching with friends and family and stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah, yes. Woody, Woody, Woody called me, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, maybe on my way home from work. And he just posed me the question, like, I don't, he, he didn't mean it as like, a desire to care less, but he asked, like, why do we care about sports this much? Like, why does it hurt so much? Yeah. And I think a lot of people were feeling that one Monday. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. I, I had uh, already been thinking about that before he called. So Amen. <laughs> I, I had some answers for him. And uh, I mean, this sense of community we get from this is a huge part of it. Um, definitely. I think one of his answers was just the time investment and how much, you know, the sports can be a reprieve from like other, other difficult stuff in your life. And sometimes when the sports becomes a difficult thing in your life, uh, it stops being that reprieve and it it hurts. It feels like a little bit of a betrayal. Mm. Um, Yeah. Uh, So I mean, I'm not going to stop caring about the Bruins. <laughs> it's, uh, it, I think, had a relatively healthy response to it. It made me feel pretty depressed for a couple of days, but I'm I'm back on the mend. We back, um, boys. <laughs> I'm on the booze right now, guys. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah but I, I did just want to say I had maybe the – not maybe, I had pretty – definitely the most fun time of my life covering this team with you guys this past year um 
it's uh, unquestionably the most fun it's been. I, I mean, like we, we always have a fun time, but like we've had some dark times and yeah, <laughs> this, this was a, a really good season, regular season wise, at least. And uh, yeah, thanks boys for being a big part of that. I mean, this, this community means a whole lot to me and our, our stupid little podcast is uh, somehow has managed to foster a little bit of a, a little section of that community. Love to see it. <clears throat> I did have that like similar reaction Monday where I was like, all right, so sports are usually the thing that you like invest yourself in to like get yourself away from whatever's stressing you out. And then I was like, shit, <laughs> it's Monday. Normally I go to watch sports if I'm feeling sad and what do I do now? Because sports are what makes me sad. But you know, we got there. You know, we got there. So she had to work through it. But yeah, no, I think I'll just echo like I think that is ultimately what made it hurt so much, right? It's like the whole expectation this year was was like it was the storybook, right? And like I even like I don't know, like going in to game seven, I was like, I don't necessarily need him to win the cup, but like I need him to win the night. Cause like we, you know, we we had such an amazing season and to have it end so abruptly, like you got to have a little bit more there. There's got to be a little bit more in the tank, but that just wasn't how it shook out. And it definitely sucked that next day being like, and, and when I saw the schedule come out for like game, game one of Toronto and Florida starting that next day, right after I hammered the Florida money line, I was like, damn, <laughs> this is a bummer. Like the Bruins should be playing tonight. We should be like texting with the boys about whenever we're recording or whatever, and like hitting up the the bruise the bruise cruise chat or whatever. And it was it was tough to like have to be like, oh man, like yeah, that was the opportunity that like should have been ours, and now Florida fans are enjoying it instead. So you know, good for them, I guess. But um, yeah, it was tough. It was definitely tough. <laughs> but we're back. <laughs> did Did you guys see the? Uh, there's a photo of these people that showed up in Toronto's Tampa Bay lightning fans. Oh yeah. The, the father fans. daughter. And there's more pictures of the dad that where he showed up as a Montreal Canadiens fan and then showed up as like a, I forget what the other one was. Maybe like Vancouver like or ton, something I think there was like, like that. Like he just showed up like at all these games hanger, just yeah. rooting for the other, the other Honestly, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone get milkshake ducked faster than that, but I don't think it was like a widespread thing. So I, like, sorry to ruin it for everybody if they haven't heard about this yet. But like that dude's apparently like a ticket broker. And <laughs> so <laughs> just kind of, uh, takes a little joy out of that like yeah cool like cool story that he and his daughter like get to go do that but like this man is not a, a good person <laughs> but this guy is an ass but he's a leaf hater so like you know you take the the 99 bad with the, the shining light at the end of the tunnel uh drew are we ready to get angry now and talk some shit yeah, so if you don't mind me batting first, unless someone it. thinks they're faster that's, and can steal second. That's why I kick it over to you. All right. Um, yeah, so everyone's quick to blame Monty. I think if you have to put it on one person, it's going to go on the head coach with some of the decisions that were made. And I will note that all of this is like, it's like, you know, in the rear view mirror, mirror it's clear as day. Um, 
like you know now looking back knowing the result but you know then you know it, you don't know what's going on in the room but it seems like Olmark was injured they reported that he and Bergeron were ill uh Bergeron didn't play Olmark did he looked like between whistles and stuff we talked about he looked like eh like he kind of looked sick and stuff comes out later that he's dealing with an injury i think that became apparent by game five or six to most people that something more was up i don't know like i get as a coach you have a vesna winning goaltender and yeah he's shaking up but he can play through it so i'm gonna go with him um and i think doing that games one and two sure he's saying game three i'm gonna stick with him great they win game three they win game four so going into game five yeah he's a little shaken up still but i'm gonna play him um then after that i don't see why you don't go swim in game six and i don't see why you don't sub in um there was a point where they didn't sub in swim and i don't i think soon enough after omar got blown up and if you know your goaltender is hurt and you've had this combination all season where you have Jeremy Swayman, who could be a starting goaltender on most teams in this league and has proven himself that that he could be this season, uh, the way he's played. Yeah, no, he didn't have the season Olmark did. That's why he was the number one guy and got, what, 40 starts or whatever. Yeah, But uh, how don't Olmark, you trust that in that situation? You know, Olmark even very clearly like the Vezina guy. Yeah. Uh, but J- uh, Jeremy Swayman... Uh, Fourth in the league in save percentage among qualified like, goaltenders. So yeah, was well, what's the threshold? Like ten games, ten starts, or something like that. Yeah, it's something like that. But and he had like twenty or twenty eight. Twenty. Oh, he had yeah. he had twenty eight. Wow. Yeah. Geez. Yeah. So yeah, like how in this situation don't you be like, okay, you know what? We're up three games to one or three to two now, and our my Vesna goaltender is injured. He could use a rest put in my quote unquote backup to close the deal. Maybe, I mean, Swayman obviously didn't win game seven, but like, I feel like he could have made that extra save to make a difference in one of those games or really any game that they lost in the series, potentially. Um, You never know how that's going to go, obviously, but I would take a healthy Swayman over an injured Olmark in that situation, the situation they found themselves in. And I was surprised they did that. Um, I, I want to jump Drew. in here quick, but I, I will say, like, for to play devil's advocate, like, I do think, A, none of us really know the extent of Olmark's injury, so I think in hindsight it's very easy to look back and say the Bruins lost game six because Olmark was injured. Maybe that did play a big role. I mean, obviously the, the rate that they were giving up goals was – There's plenty to blame. Maybe, but also, like, you know, I, I think, like – that wasn't the only reason that the Bruins were giving up goals. And again, if, if game seven happens and they win, we're not having this conversation. It's, it's, Oh, Monty, you know, made the switch just in time or something. And like Swayman played pretty good. He did give up a weak goal to be fair to start, which like, and again, not blaming him because obviously he was rusty. And I think he played incredible in game seven. He bailed the Bruins out twice with two ridiculous saves in overtime before uh, eventually giving up the winner. Um, but I will say like at that point in the series, you're also, thinking from a longer term playoff perspective and while I do agree I think game six was probably the right time to go to sway I do kind of get the hesitation of like you're still thinking long term you're not thinking you're to be eliminated in two games and you know <clears throat> you go to your goalie after 
giving up, you know, he, he lost these three and two in the playoffs. You're going to switch away from him at that point. Like I do kind of get the hesitation to turn away from your best trophy guy. Again, if he is, if, if, if the medical staff, if him, like you can tell the injury is really impacting his play, that becomes a different story. But I do, I, you know, I, I don't think anybody wanted to be in Monty's shoes before game seven, especially, but I think even going into game six, that's a really tough call to make. And, um, you know, in hindsight, I think it's easy to be like, yeah, they should have played Swayman. But again, you have a, a Vezina trophy winning goaltender who's three and two and you're switching them six games. In. Like if they had gone on to win that series, then who do you start for the next series? Again, it's, it's, it's tough. Like I, I do think it was a mistake, but I think, you know, I agree. But let's talk about the more egregious thing, which is you have a top four defenseman in Matt Grizzlick, and yes. he's sitting most. And of the I series. think that's actually part of the the. I've seen a lot of Montgomery when criticism. Fucking entries and shit and exits was well, their fucking yeah, issue. Exactly, and I think the the more damning thing for Monty was the fact that it was very evident from the first game that Boston had lost that the only chance that Florida had was to suffocate them in the forecheck. And they played a seven-game series, and the Bruins did not have an answer for the Panthers' forecheck the entire time. They were stuck in their own zone. I don't know. You have to try and make a change. It, it, to me, it felt like the Bruins' defense, A, obviously made some bad turnovers, but B, I think a large portion of that was that they weren't getting the support they needed in the D zone as far as breakout options. The Bruins have run a pretty high, quick breakout most of the season. It's worked. Florida obviously didn't work against with the way that they forecheck. You got to bring people lower. And to me, that was the most egregious thing is, is this was the clearly the problem was the defense is having trouble getting it out of their blue line and then past that three man, you know, the one, three, one that Florida was playing for most of the series. That to me is, is more the issue of like, okay, you had seven games and it's not like they were getting beat by something different each time. Like it was a pretty consistent issue for the Bruins and you had no answer for it. And it's That's kind of also it's kind of also what we said wh- where we talked about how like you know doing well in the regular season is like one thing when you're playing a different team every other night and all that mm-hmm. but when you're playing a seven game series against a team they figure you out you figure them out becomes, becomes a, chess a lot more match. chess yeah and Florida won that chess match it, while the Bruins had some injuries but in the end they won the chess match like yeah. Well, yeah, yeah the, we were dead. We were down injury, a rook, and they and they the injury thing is not an excuse. That's uh, yeah. exactly. It's yeah, an asterisk. Like we a had been talking bit, about this but... all year, like to the uh, up to the end of the season. Like this Bruins team can withstand injuries. So like even yeah. without Bergeron, yeah. without Krejci, like, they were they winning three one yeah. without Bergeron. They should be able to get through that Chelsea, without yeah. Olmark. They should be able to handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, Bergeron can't win the big games. Yeah. You know, like um, 2013 game like seven. Oh, and, uh, so I, I did feel better. Now I feel just angry. Maybe <laughs> get back to it. No, yeah. but I mean, like, I, I hope that's like a learning op- opportunity. You know what I mean? To me, like, I will say I was really encouraged by, like, like Chris said, like the shit coming from Felino, where he was like, I feel like I belong here. Like, I, my main priority is to be here. Like, it feels like a lot of this team is still bought in. Obviously, there's going to be changes, but like, this Nick is not the first Nick, team yeah. that has had, you know, obviously what the Bruins did in the regular season was unprecedented, but not by that much, right? Like, there are other teams who have been really, really dominant in the regular season and have come up short in recent years. And guess what? Yeah, it wasn't the end. Like, they won back-to-back cups. Obviously, Tampa is the most recent example, right? Guess only, what? It was Bobrovsky that dethroned them. Only <laughs> yeah. one of them counted. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I think while this was supposed to be the year – and maybe it was all karma for November 4th, 2022, which we'll never speak of again. But um, 
you know, it's not necessarily like, oh, we're fucked now. Like this, this could be, you know, this could be the stepping stone maybe that, that some of these guys need. And we'll see. In happier news, uh, it brings me joy to announce that uh, Masataki Yoshida has once again hit a home run. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, this man is dude. absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, those lower hands. Oh, it's working for him. It's absolutely working for him. Socks? Are the socks good? Socks? Uh, socks? If they, socks? If they ever have a pitcher. Socks right now? If they, if they have one pitcher on the roster, maybe. <laughs> one, one starting pitcher. The bullpen's been okay. But yeah, well, with the exception, Ryan, Ryan Brazier is <laughs> Ryan uh... Brazier, who is somehow <laughs> still employed. I really do appreciate that though, because it really, it really does give me hope that maybe I can play for the Sox one day too. Are we <laughs> gonna become the uh, Sox and Saki podcast? Socks no, and we gotta get some socks and cocks. All right, we gotta, we gotta do some Celts and Celts first before, uh, Yeah, Celts and Celts or Cox and yeah. Socks podcast. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna go put our cocks in some socks all right thanks for, listening. Enough of that. No, that'll be bleeped or deleted i'm gonna go eat some <laughs> shrimp tacos what i'm gonna do <laughs> that's great and go to trivia wish me luck tonight we came in third last week so gotta nice. you got gotta bounce you it. got a team there in new york yeah just my friends <laughs> <laughs> I came back just for my my trivia team. In New you, York. You're going back for like secretly. You're like a huge <laughs> trivia nerd, and you're like, yeah, yeah. I got like a pro league team sponsored by DraftKings. We should do a uh, Bruins trivia or maybe a wider hockey trivia event at some point later. Lancey, Lancey, yeah, I was host. Just say Lancey's definitely gonna be the host. Lancey obviously, hosts, uh, yeah. We're gonna have to buzz in via the internet and have like <laughs> just, advantages. Just the clap, the yeah, clap. but like there'll be distinct advantages. Like I'll be lagging, of course, because I have spectrum internet. Oh, spectrum, yeah, get fucked. <laughs> I blew that advertisement opportunity. But anyway, unless there's any final words, I do have one way that we are going to end this. No. Can't wait for this whole episode to get taken down because of this. There we go. No, 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 no. 15 seconds. I stopped it on the fair use, baby. Fair use, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.